Brain Cells. Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another episode of The Last Few Brain Cells Podcast. That's the show where unqualified people talk about quality events. And actually, in this case, I should say unqualified person because I am the only person here today. And it's not because my other members didn't want to be a part of today's show. It's just because I was bored and wanted to do one by myself. So I'm starting a new segment. Uh, this is, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, <coughs> I didn't think of a name before I did this. How about just Cheeks Thoughts? How about that? I'm your boy Cheeks. You already know that. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's your first time. Welcome to the show if that's the case. Um, this is Cheeks Thoughts. And these are just going to be random, sporadic episodes I release whenever I feel like it. When Whenever I feel like doing one. And then after I do it, whenever I feel like releasing it. So, like, it'd be what it'd be. I'm just, I'm just going to kind of do them when I feel like it. You know what I mean? Um, oh, I should have made some intro music for it. Oh. Uh, Damn it. Uh okay, just for now, well, how about this? Cheeks thoughts. All right, there we go. There's my intro music. Um all right, so uh I'm your man Cheeks and I'm just going to talk about shit today. Uh some of the things I'll be talking about is uh the casting rumor is quote unquote all or in the final talks. Um, for Johnny Cage in the new Mortal Kombat movie. And I'm going to be talking about who the big rumor is for Mr. Fantastic right now, if you haven't already heard that one. I think I'm like four or five days late on that particular topic, but the Johnny Cage one's pretty fresh. Uh, I'm going to give you my thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I saw last night. Um, it's going to be spoiler-free, of course. It's just my overall thoughts about how the movie went and uh I'll give you a little I'll give you a little a little taste of that. I enjoyed the movie. Okay, I'll give you my in-depth thoughts about it here in a little bit. Um and then after I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I got um incredibly high and started watching a space documentary which one thing led to another and I went into string theory and if you don't know what string theory is, I'm going to save you some time. Don't don't watch it. Ugh. I have not stopped thinking about string theory since I learned really in depth what string theory is. And I'm not going to really talk about it, but I am. You have to stay tuned for that. I'm just going to, it's going to be string theory related. That's like multi-dimensional and fucking multi, uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. I can't say anything without saying a lot. So we're just going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait and get into it. But before we get into all that good stuff, I've had a pretty shitty week. I'm not going to lie. It's a Friday evening. Uh, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sitting in my bed and the TV's on, but it's on mute. I'm not not really paying attention to it. But I'm just I'm just relaxing because it's, it's been quite, quite a week. Um, I was actually able to talk to my sister today who I haven't talked to in quite some time. It's It's been probably over two years since I've seen her, and I probably haven't talked to her in several, several, several months. Um, 
but I talked to her for an extended period of time and it just it reminded me to it reminded me to take pride in the people you care about and uh you know just 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 hug someone today the world sucks I know everybody knows but just hug somebody yeah all right let's get into today's stuff all right so first up Johnny Cage um a producer for the uh, sequel to the Mortal Kombat movie. You know, I don't know if you saw the Mortal Kombat movie that came out during the pandemic. It was enjoyable. Yeah, it was it was a little disappointing in areas, but you could definitely tell it was a pandemic movie. I don't know, pandemic movies just have like a certain feel to them, a certain vibe, if you will, and it's rarely good. Like during the pandemic, I was I was disappointed with more movies than I think I've ever been in my life. Like, <laughs> I mean, there were some good ones, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them were very disappointing. Um, and that might have just been the time frame in which we were alive. But the movie itself, the first Mortal Kombat movie, was pretty, pretty enjoyable. Um, at the end of that movie, they teased Johnny Cage, um, who is a very popular figure in the franchise. He's the cocky, egotistical um, actor who, of course, enters the Mortal Kombat tournament, which we also did not see in the first movie. It was kind of like a prequel to the Mortal Kombat series before the Mortal Kombat series actually starts, even though it's the first movie. Yeah, go figure. Um, But Johnny Cage was teased at the very, very end of that movie, and we didn't get to see who it is. And apparently an actor is in the final talks for the role for the sequel movie, um, and it's it's quite intriguing on who they selected because I did not see this actor um, potentially, but I don't think he's going to do a bad job with it if it does come to fruition. Like I said, an executive producer announced that Carl Urban will is in the final talks for Mr. Johnny Cage in the upcoming movie. So Carl Urban, of course, is most recently known for his run as Billy Butcher in The Boys, and he, of course, has done a phenomenal job in that role, and he was in several other things you probably saw. He was in, like, the Chronicle of Riddick movies. He was in The Doom. You remember The Doom with The Rock? Yeah. Um, He was in Thor Ragnarok. Um, he really does have a decent range. He was in Lord of the Rings. Um, he has a decent range and everything. But really, that that role from the boys is really what's pushing me towards thinking he would do a better job. Um, I know a lot of people had, like, Ryan Reynolds um, and a few other actors in mind for, for him just because of the charisma alone that's required to play the role of Johnny Cage. He's got to be very egotistical but he's got to be convincing you you gotta you gotta be able to believe that this guy believes in himself that much and uh really i think billy butcher really kind of brought out that egotistical you know role like i got little glimpse glimpses of johnny cage through billy butcher now i'm thinking about it back you know um for instance, just how egotistical Billy Butcher is and how he's so confident in himself. I mean, the dude without superpowers was willing to stand up to Homelander with nothing but a crowbar, which wouldn't have done anything anyways. So in that moment, 
that that fight would have led to certain death for for Billy and you know Carl Urban's character, and you got to see how that that look in his eyes and how he really believed in himself that fucking much that he was willing to stand up to his inevitably his death. Um, so really, if you can bring that kind of convincing tone and just like the looks you give off, because Carl Urban is a very visual actor, he does a lot of movements with his eyebrows and his mouth and everything else. He does have a really good voice, though, but I really think he should not have an accent at all for Johnny Cage. He's got to play that. He's got to be that stereotypical famous American asshole. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, the dude has Johnny Cage, like the character himself has his own name tattooed across his stomach. I mean, like go fucking figure. Um sticking in the casting rumors and and whatnot and in that world, I have some uh some rumors here in front of me about Mr. Fantastic and that rumored actor for that particular role is apparently the rumors are saying it's Adam uh Adam Driver. So my boy Kylo Ren, right? So that's that's who they're giving us and the more I think about it, I believe the more that I I want it. I mean he he's got the look, you know. He's got the he can be suave with it. He can be a fucking asshole. I mean, I don't know if anyone saw him in The Black Klansman, but he I mean, I know he was putting up a front in that movie, but he still played, like, even the homophobic asshole pretty fucking well. Uh, his his range is low-key slept on and easily, easily, easily the most enjoyable part of the Star Wars sequel trilogy for me. Um, the complexion of that character and what he brought in and... The funny part is, before Star Wars, because I'm a fucking nerd, before Star Wars, I never, I, I didn't really hear about him. I mean, I think I saw him in like one or two things beforehand, but they were never anything big. Um, So Star Wars really turned me on to him, and he was really the standout character for me in the sequel trilogy. And I started watching other things just because he was in them, and I just wanted to check him out just to see how he was going to do in it. And I swear that this man's killing it. This man is acting his ass off left and right, and it really doesn't even look that hard for him. You know, I mean, the man's got the range. And I, I think that's, you know, I was sold on the John Krasinski playing him, right? And then I was that I was sold on the rumors from the actor from uh, You. That was, like, the the rumors before this one, but, like, I was okay with both of those, like, wanted, wanted both of those even, but, like, if you throw, if you throw Adam Driver at me, yeah, I don't think I'd rather anyone else at that role than Aaron, and then, uh, Adam Driver, now that I'm thinking about it, this, this dude's impeccable, I'm telling you, this man's impeccable, I, I swear he's gonna be like a, like a Robert Downey Jr. in the future, not just cause, like, he's gonna, if he does play Mr. Fantastic, he's gonna be leading the Marvel franchise, I don't mean it that way I just mean just from like known like how many people are going to know him like almost everybody in around the world that's I mean if you've seen a Marvel movie you know who Robert Downey Jr. is you know what I mean so I think he's going to get to that level of fame uh, eventually alrighty big ticket item here we go 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I know I already gave my overall thought on it, <laughs> which is I enjoyed it, right? It was good. It was a good Marvel movie. Easily, easily, easily just as fun as the first and second one, but I believe this movie chose to explore other elements and really lean on more of the emotional side of the spectrum of emotions, you know. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, it still maintains a good light and happy tone, and you're going to laugh quite a few times. Um, I, I'm, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but I, I just want to tell you, they finally, finally, finally put the word fuck in a Marvel movie. I'm not going to tell you how. I'm not going to tell you who. But fuck is said during Guardians of the Galaxy by one of the main characters. And, like, no one else is talking. It's clear as day that that man just said fuck. Or that character just said fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of high. And I'm drinking uh, red wine. Shows you I am a distinguished gentleman. I'm actually not. I'm just drinking fucking water. Nothing wets that whistle like a nice, refreshing glass of ice water. Boy, that hits the spot every time, I swear. It never doesn't hit. Um, But, so, finally, I mean, because PG-13 movies are allowed one use of the F word. We know this. I mean, Fast and Furious, every fucking movie loves that fucking F word. And they act like it's one of the pride moments of the movie when they say that fuck. They love it. They love it to death. They can't get enough of it. But every PG-13 movie, they're allowed one use of fuck. And for whatever reason, I guess it's because Marvel wants to lean more towards the uh, family-friendly side of um, movies. You know, I guess they want to stay closer to PG than they do to R, you know. But they need the PG-13 because, I mean, half your cool shit. I don't think you can be just killing people in PG movies like that. But, you know... We, I want to hear fuck. Like, I don't think that's a, I don't, I don't know why it's taken so damn long to put the F word into a, a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? But I'm getting hung up on this fuck thing too long. I've, I've just been waiting. And the delivery was beautiful. That's all I'm going to say. Um, overall, I had a lot of opinions going into this movie about what I thought it would be. Uh, I thought for sure I knew which characters would live and die. I thought for sure. I knew the overall gist of how the movie was going to go. And I thought for sure it was going to be predictable. And I thought for sure I was going to be disappointed. I thought it wasn't going to deliver somehow. Because no Marvel movie has really hit on all cylinders um, since Endgame. No Way Home. I loved No Way Home. I thought before Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Guard okay, let me put this out here real quick. I was wrong on what I on on what I thought going in. I would, this movie was 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 really good. And it, this was the best Marvel movie since Endgame. It really was. And this is from a Spider-Man fan. As I was just saying, every every Marvel movie before um between Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Endgame just have felt different somehow. Every single one of them. None of them have had that same Marvel feel. Like everything just feels different. Um No Way Home Loved No Way Home. I got to see Tobey Maguire again. That was my childhood Spider-Man. And 
that movie made me recognize and understand Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man just a little bit more. I already knew it was good, but I think this movie expounded on that even more and kind of like reinforced why you knew he was good all along kind of deal. But that movie really just felt like a glorified fan-made movie. <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody in the early days of YouTube when they just, they used to edit out entire like movies to make scenarios happen and they would piece together like clips from other movies to make their own little movie. Um, this is before, you know, YouTube was watched copyright, you know, material like crazy like they do now. But they used to have like, where where Freddie and Jason would fight and then Michael Myers would come in and like <laughs> Freddie and Jason would be fighting in one of the scenes from the movies and then like they'll both look right and then Michael Myers will open a door like clearly in a house in a different fucking country and like they're all like reacting to him they're fucking wild they make the stupidest things ever happen and that just felt like what No Way Home was, but just done really well, like with a really, really good budget, you know. But that's, I remember watching it and just my mind, I knew, okay, I knew Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield were going to be in the movie before I saw the movie. I, I heard the rumors like a year and a couple months before. Like when when they were filming real time, I knew about it, right? Cool. I'm cool like that. You know, I got my ear to the wall. But, and then I also kind of looked online for a spoiler after the early releases when I was watching it just to, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, they, they are in there. You know, I just, I saw like one picture of Andrew Garfield like diving after Zendaya, Zendaya off of that uh that scaffolding at the end. I saw that one clip where he just dove for her and caught her, and I didn't even wait for them to reach the ground safely. I was just like, okay, I know they're in it. Okay, we're good. But that even felt like a glorified fan-made trailer, uh, uh, a fan-made movie. But Doctor Strange 2, I enjoyed Doctor Strange 2. Another good movie. It just didn't feel like a Marvel movie. It was very disappointing. You called it the multiverse of madness, and you gave us one other dimension, one other multiverse, and then we got to see, like, three seconds of five more and then that was the multiverse of madness don't call it the multiverse of madness call it like something like two multiverses or something dr strange battle of the multiverse or something i know you can't do that that would okay if you called it battle of the multiverse you would expect some shit to happen oh uh, dr strange 1v1 universes <laughs> i don't know something something dumb dr strange goes to another universe I don't know. I don't work for Marvel. Fuck you. Uh, but every every other movie, uh, Shang Chi. I mean, you name them. They're 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 some of them were good, sure. But they just they had a different feel to them, and I'm I'm happy to say that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three felt like a Marvel movie. It felt like a movie that belonged in the MCU before Endgame. Um. The villain in this movie I did not know much about about going in, which is quite rare from for me. I usually um I used to read all the comics. I'm a pretty uh, I know most of the lore 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd. It'd be what it be. But I, I didn't really know this, this character he was playing. And I just, I thought how enjoyable it was to watch this actor's portrayal of this character. Uh, and you see the unraveling of the mind kind of process and everything throughout this character. And the acting really portrays that. And he plays his part so well. The villain, I enjoyed the shit out of the villain. I thought the villain was one of the highlights of the movie. Um, you see him, it's that weird looking like guy with the purple fucking armor directly attached to his face. You see him in the trailer while that chick's running on that circle. Like, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. She's just running inside of a circle in the trailer, and you see him like with his hands crossed behind his back. That that guy. I enjoyed the shit out of that uh, that that character. Um, the 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 first two Guardian movies, you know, leaned towards Star Lord being the main character, and I, this one kind of focuses on on Rocket a good bit, as the trailers hint at. Um, you get to see a good bit of his his origins through through little little bits and everything. Um, and I I enjoyed that and and giving him a little more fleshed out character, you know, a little more character arc. Um, Drax is funny as he as he always is. His jokes be hitting. Um, I I liked that they gave each each guardian like even Mantis and Groot got their own, every single one of them got their own individual moments to shine throughout this movie. And it wasn't just one time each. All of them got several moments, like, to shine throughout, where where each one of them looked like they were the star of the show, you know? And and I really did enjoy seeing that. Um, this movie was not perfect. Don't get me wrong. There were a couple things I did not like. Um... I don't want to say too much about spoilers, but there is a certain character um, in which I've been waiting to see in the MCU for a very, very, very long time. And that is, that's Adam Warlock. This is a man in the comics. I'm not going to say anything about what happens in the movie. I promise. No spoilers. Um, in the comics, this man fought Thanos while Thanos had the Infinity Gauntlet and whipped Thanos' ass. Dude. Okay. Okay, Adam Warlock is crazy fucking strong and crazy fast and crazy, all this shit. He's basically like, he's a great value uh, Superman, pretty much. But still, great value Superman would would still whip a lot of ass kind of deal. You know what I mean? Um, but he does lean into the more cosmic side of like powers and shit. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you a character analysis on him. Um, Adam Warlock took a second to grow on me on the screen. I will admit. Um, I do think by the end of the movie, I thought the character. Would, is going to do well in the future or, or, or will, will improve kind of deal, you know, if they decide to do anything with him in the future. I don't know. I don't know if this is his only movie or if he has more shit coming. Have no fucking clue. Um, I, I hope so. This is a character I've been waiting to see for a long time, and if this was just a one-movie thing, 
I'm going to be kind of pissed. I'm not going to lie. Um, Really, though, I don't, you know, it's hard to say a lot of things because so much in this movie happens and so much of it is spoilers, if that makes any sense. Like, a lot of things happen in this movie and me sitting here thinking about telling you any of that, I feel honestly like it would be a spoiler, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you, though, because some people are asking me, is this going to be the last Guardians film or or is this the last time we're going to see these characters or anything else? All I'm going to say is I know going in, there's rumors about deaths and I thought I knew everything. All I'm going to say is that they do leave possibilities for futures. Well, actually... You know what? I'm not going to say anything. They do leave possibility for futures. You know, this might not be the end, and I can definitely, definitely, definitely see ways they can continue this franchise if they so desired, whether that's, you know, individual characters or just new ones or, or anything else. You know, I can see ways forward for this franchise if Marvel and Disney want to go that route. Yep. That's good. Uh, two after credit scenes. One of them is just kind of cool to to set you up on stuff. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and then uh, one of them is kind of like they both they both have a purpose. Both after credits, like you know how in Guardians of the Galaxy two we got like six after credits and only two of them mattered. Yeah, there's only two here, and both of them do matter. Okay, that's all I'll say on those guys. And with that, I'm going to stop talking about Guardians of the Galaxy because I don't want to accidentally spoil anything for you. Um, It does suck not seeing Stan Lee in the movie, though, unless he was like a picture or something somewhere, and I just I missed it. As I said, I only saw it once. Um, I'll probably see it again in... Well, I already have plans to see it again in three days, but might might go sooner. I don't know. I will be seeing this movie multiple times, uh, as as I just said. So, yeah. If 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 you've been waiting for a good Marvel movie again, this is it. This is this one definitely is on par with one and two. This is. Let me see it again, and then I'll let you know. But I'm kind of debating in my head, thinking it's my favorite one. I would I dare say that. But I'm I'm debating it in my head, and I'll know for sure if it if I think it's the best one out of the three Guardian movies. Whenever I see it a second time, I know it. Because now that I know the ending, I need to rewatch it so I can connect all the story elements I saw going into it. You know, at the beginning, because at the beginning of the movie, you don't know what information to hold on to and what to let go, so you get you get lost in the shuffle. Like not for this. Like I'm not saying this movie's confusing. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean with movies in general. Like, you, you never know what information it retains. So some small stuff, you get lost in the shuffle. And then when it pays off later, you know, it might be small and you don't notice it or this, that, and the other. So I need to go and see how James Gunn chose to connect these points early on and what, you know, what, like, foreshadowings I can find and everything else. And that's where I really find the brilliance in movies. It's not that first time seeing it. Yes, the first time seeing a movie is very important because... It's the only time I don't know what the fuck's going on, and everything's new to me, you know. 
movies are less suspenseful when you know the end, you know, duh. So that first time is just, it's just like, like one movie. Oh, I will never, ever in my life forget the first time watching was the dark Knight, and me being on the edge of my seat, that entire movie. And that wasn't the only one. There was, there was others. Um, like there's been movies that made me like, like horror movies, not all of them, but most of them are so much fucking scarier when you see them bitches in the movies and they got that loud sound and everything on that big ass screen and shit. I'm not saying I get scared in a theater or anything like that, but I will say the movies, I do feel like my heart rate increase a little more when I'm in the theaters, you know? Um, movies are more suspenseful in the theaters. So, I mean, that first time is very, very crucial. But the second time is really where I see how that movie is made. Like, the first time I watched The Whale, you know, that was a movie I saw earlier this year um, starring Brendan Fraser, and he won an Oscar for his performance in that movie. Um, But to see at the beginning of that that movie, the first time I watched it, just watching... um, you know, Charlie, if you, if you haven't seen the movie and you want, you don't want to hear spoilers, I'm about to talk spoilers for literally, give me one minute, just fast forward one minute starting now. Okay. So Charlie just basically eats himself to death the whole movie, you know, and at the end, you know, you kind of have this idea that he's depressed and everything and then he dies and then rewatching it. I, I saw how bubbly Charlie was towards everyone else and how optimistic he was towards life and everyone else except for himself the only times he's ever happy in that movie is when he's talking about someone else either his daughter or literally anyone else that he's trying to better their life or do something for he's so optimistic about it and so excited about it but when it's about him or anything about him it's all woe is me and everything so I didn't see that until the second time watching the movie. And then I was really able to appreciate that movie a lot more on the second run through of me watching it. Um, so then, yeah, after that, I got incredibly high after Guardians of the Galaxy 3 um, and got into string theory. <laughs> Don't watch it. Don't uh, don't 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 watch anything on string theory or anything like that. It's um, it's a wormhole. It's a wormhole. I didn't. I got practically no sleep last night because I was just, I was just. And the crazy thing about this, and you got to understand, when it comes to like theories about the universe and reality and how everything was made, we're always finding out new information. So nothing's ever really a hundred percent concrete. But we can, you know. This is just all opinion. This is what I believe. And the crazy part was string theory was dis- dismissed in the early to mid-1900s. Uh, I heard the actual date. I don't remember the actual date. And I'm too lazy to look it up. But after um, it was dismissed by, like, and proven wrong in the mid, the early to mid-1900s. And then after, like recently, I think it's a 2011, we found more information out. And now we're, we're leaning towards that being the possibility of what our reality is. Um, I don't really want to explain to you string theory. First of all, I don't think I'm qualified to explain it as well as I would want you to hear it. You know what I mean? 
I don't think I can explain it in a way that would be beneficial to you. In other words, I think that there's other people that can explain it better than me, so I'm not going to try. However, I, I do like to explore the thought process and the, the theory that we're, we're like, we're just atoms, you know, kind of deal. Um, so when, when scientists look out in the space, they see, you know, of course, they see our sun, they see our moon, they see the planets, they see the stars, right? They can see pretty much the galaxy using several different maps or a, a good portion of the galaxy using uh, several different maps, telescopes, uh, lenses, you know infrared all sorts of shit and they know what they do and they 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 read shit and they look at shit and they they have a pretty good idea on on where things are placed and everything and you know i'm not saying they know everything by any stretch of the imagination but they have a couple of good decent steps towards the goal you know what i mean there's a point in space that we can like see past but there's nothing past it you know, that's why they think that the universe is expanding, but it does have an end. But really, we don't know what, what's past there. We don't, we can't see anything like, uh, dark matter, right, exists. We know it exists because we can read, like, gravity and everything around it being affected. But whatever it is, like, like when we look in space, we're like, there is nothing in this little area at all. There is nothing but somehow gravity is affected here, so we know something is there. But we can't find it, we can't see it, we can't read it, we can't really detect it, except for reading the gravity and things like that around it and how the the things around it are reacting to it. That's all we can read on it. So we know that things exist that we don't, we can't see and we can't read, and things exist that aren't fucking here. And that's dark matter. Dark matter exists primarily in, like, fucking another dimension, another, the dark dimension, and it's affecting time and space, but we don't see it in this dimension, but it's still there because we're all layered together like strings. Cool. We're all like vibrations and everything. I'm not getting the string theory. Never mind. <laughs> but, but the, we can only process and see things in certain certain ways. Think of like the universe as like, let's just do 10. 10 sheets of paper stacked on top of each other, right? And that's the universe, right? We can't see all 10 pages in our dimension. We can only see a few pages. So there's other pages where things exist, but we're still all on top of each other. We still all exist in the same space, right? In the same, not outer space, but the same area, correct? And just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It's just not accessible to us in our dimension. We can't access it. But like gravity, gravity is gravity. So I mean, gravity is still affected in that area because that matter does exist. We can't fucking see it or register it is the only fucking problem. Like, so... We, we we know d other dimensions exist. Um, I like I personally like to think about this. If you zoom down, look at anything. Fucking look at your hand. Look at look at the floor. Look at anything. If you were somehow able to take a super 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 fucking super duper microscope and look down and zoom all the way in 
and see on like the subatomic particle level shit like that small that's a different dimension you can't get there no matter what like that to them if you were there if you somehow shrunk there and you looked up you wouldn't see none of this shit you're in a fucking other dimension who's to say that's not someone like bigger than us like who's to say we're not someone's fucking subatomic level and we're just fucking atoms in a subatomic level to another one and then in that place you know there's an earth and there's a universe just like you know or maybe it's different you know or it could be just like ours right and it's just a higher level of energy and then there's just the same thing past that and then past that and 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 past that past that and then the same going smaller, like when you go smaller and smaller, you go, you, you go down to like subatomic and you go there, it's universes and people and, and levels to it and everything else. And then to them, they have something even smaller. And I think it's just an endless thing. You know, that's kind of straight theory. That's kind of into it a little bit without being into it too much because I'm not explaining all string theory. String theory is... Oh, Ever since, ever since I heard about string theory, I legit have not stopped thinking about string theory. Learning about string theory made me want to become a scientist all of a sudden. I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm fucking obsessed with string theory, and I'm pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure I understand the universe, or not, not okay, let me not claim that, because I fucking don't. But it makes, to me, the universe make a little more sense. You know what I mean? I, nothing's made sense like 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 this. Like, There's so many other religions and beliefs and faiths and everything else. But as far as the fabrication of the universe goes, to me, once you explore string theory, and, and I don't want to get into it too much, that shit starts to make sense after a while and, like, you start to think you have a better handle on reality and and fucking dimensions and everything. Well, like I said in the beginning, everything's always changing. Nothing's concrete. You can't take anything as a guarantee. But I feel like I have a better understanding on how reality works, if that makes sense. But I do not know how reality works. Let me make that clear. I just feel like I know, I just feel like it makes more sense. Like it's making, I can understand it better than I can have understood. Like anytime I ask anybody anything, whether it's like faith on how, like, and I've asked several religions, like I'm not singling any religion out here, you know, but everyone gives me like the same bullshit answers. And they say like, oh, this happened. But I'm like, how? And nobody knows. They're just like, oh, it will, this happen. And I'm like, how did this happen like because it happened right and you know i don't shit on people's religion or anything but i'm just i was looking for a more in-depth answer on how shit happened and and really i've come to the conclusion over my quest for knowledge on this matter um that really nothing it doesn't matter like we're just like Think of the universe. Think of how big it is. Think of all the planet. I mean, think about it. there's a there's a place in space you can go, and it would be the equivalent of you're on Earth looking up at the stars. But when you're at in space at, at a certain point, 
It's the same view as all the stars, but instead of stars, they're fucking galaxies. Look up at the stars and pretend all those are galaxies. Those kinds of places in this fucking reality we're in exist with millions of fucking planets. Millions, 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 millions. So many, probably fucking trillion, an uncountable number of planets. There's no way that nowhere else. So even if we're a one in a million chance, there's still like millions of us. Even if we're a one in a billion chance, there's still a lot of us. Even if we're a one in a trillion chance, there's still at least like 10. Gotta be. At least. I mean, come on. But I also like to believe in the theory that almost every planet has probably had life on it at one point. But you gotta think about it. Life as in humans or life as in sentient beings, uh, beings that are self-aware, higher intelligence, whatever you want, whatever terminology you want to use. Um, any place where there's like life and people because you're, you're probably going to have life out there where everyone's like an animal, like and nobody really has a conscience or thinks freely. And it's just it's probably way more peaceful than anywhere with civilized civilization. Thank you. Um, but anywhere you have, um, higher life or, or a higher intelligence or any, anything in that nature, um, there's, there's humanity doesn't last that long. That's where we need to understand first. Humanity does not like last long. Like whenever there's a higher intelligence, it doesn't last forever and i we're not going to be around a billion years a billion years is a long time like the dinosaur lived hundreds of millions of years ago so now imagine even fucking further billions of years you're not going to exist this fucking planet does billions of years and you know what's going to be in a billions of years it's gonna be like mercury a big fucking ball of fire and it's probably they they're not a hundred percent sure but they're pretty certain that the sun's going to gulf up the earth. It might go out right before. We're still going to be dead either way because the sun's going to be like, there's a five mile. If we're five mile, there's like a five mile window kind of gap. No, I guess it's a 10 mile gap. It's a 10 mile gap that our planet needs to sit at so that we can survive. If we were five miles closer to the earth, I'm sorry, if we were five miles closer to the sun, all of our fucking oceans and shit would dry up. If we were five miles further away from the sun, it'd be too cold and like all of our shit would like freeze. But we, we live in such a like a small window. And who's to say the fucking sun? You got to think the sun's going to expand to a fucking red giant. When the sun expands, it's going to move out our way of life it's going to dry up our water it's going to be too hot to live here nothing's going to live here you know we're going to be like mercury nothing's living on mercury because it can't eventually we're going to be like that and who's to say whenever you know the as long as they're like i mean jupiter's just like basically a failed star so there's it's just like you can just drive right through i mean the gravity would crush you but there's nowhere really solid and saturn's the same way but like who's to say like Fucking way in the back, like the solid ice giants, like Neptune and fucking, um, 
Sorry about that. Slight technical difficulty. Oh, we still got it. Hold on. All right, there we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> technical difficulties. Here we go. I'm almost done anyways. But um, who's to say these ice planets in the back aren't going to fucking be able to have life on them? I mean, I don't know what's under all that ice. Does anybody? Well, who knows? Maybe. Maybe they know. I don't know if they know. I'm going to have to look that up after this. But who's to say those planets can't have life once the, the sun gets big enough or, or hot enough unless it, it dies out but you got to think there's a lot of planets up in the solar system i know that theory is kind of flawed but there's a lot of planets out in the not in the solar system in space that definitely might have had life at one point but the odds are that we're alive during the same point is is unreal like there might be life on the solar system closest to us but you know uh fucking millions of years after we're dead uh i think i just read something today that we just watched a planet get swallowed by a star um like engulfed like immediate just done um but that happened 10 to fifteen thousand years ago it just took the light and us to see it that long to reach us isn't that fucking wild to think about so i mean if someone was able to see us on Earth with a telescope and find us, it would still take them thousands of years to probably get here. Like, who knows if if we'll ever be able to travel light speed or past that. I think we could. Um, the only problem with moving that fast through space is if, like, you don't have a good shield or something. If, like, you hit a rock or something in space, that's just going to eat through your fucking ship and you're going to die. And that's how it's going to go. I don't know. I don't know how one rides through space in a spaceship, but hey, I'm I'm not trying to build a spaceship. I'm just trying to understand reality. Oh, that's going to do it for me. Okay, I'm going to go probably lay down because I am exhausted. Uh... Yeah. Oh, wrong button. I came. I came. Yeah, I came. Brain cell. Brain cells. Oh, one more thing before you go, before you go, before you go. I love you. Goodbye.